Good morning, and welcome to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. Today, we're going to be talking with Richard Bylum, who is the CEO and founder of EnableSoft, and they are a pioneer in robotic process automation technology. We're going to learn about robotic, robotic process automation technology today. Morning, Richard. How are you? Good morning. Good to be with you, John. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, thanks so much. Uh, would you take some time and introduce yourself to the audience, please? I'm the CEO and founder of EnableSoft, which has a robotic process automation technology called Foxtrot. Uh, we have uh, we curated that technology over the 20 plus years and serve over 500 corporate customers worldwide, and helping them boost efficiency and control human capital costs as they grow so they can grow more effectively and efficiently. And we are, um, we believe we're the worldwide leader in time to first value in what this now called RPA space is. And uh, we're in Orlando, Florida, headquartered here, and happy to be a part of this conversation with you. Well, you, you rode around in a submarine for a while. Tell me a little bit about that. That's, that's um, being in a closed environment like that would me out, but I bet it's a great place to think. Well, yeah, as I said, you know, when we were talking earlier, John, you know, when you're early 20s, you don't really think about what you just committed to, but you find yourself <laughs> in a confined environment with uh, 100 plus uh, other human beings trying uh, to unify to accomplish a mission. And our mission was to uh, try to win the Cold War. Uh, by using, you know, our technology to make sure that the, nobody was thought they could get away with lobbing missiles at us, and that worked. Uh, and using a lot of technology in a very dangerous environment, you you uh, you get to know people really well and how to work together in teams really well and how to uh, appreciate um, um, innovation and um you know interacting with people in a way that you can uh, get along and and accomplish a mission and uh, since we had like you know 60 days at sea sometimes with not a lot changing since we're just cruising at 3 knots uh aiming ballistic missiles I, I became a reader and so that's what that was like and I tell people it's like taking a three a two month trip into the future because all the music on the radio is different and people who have been around said no no that song's been around for a long time. <laughs> well, well, that's 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 it's incredibly courageous to do that to do that work and, and um, I, I'm just in awe of that. You went on from there to be involved in the very early days of automated teller machines. But that's a, that's I did. A, but I can I, I can see it. the connection. I'm not sure it's obvious to everybody. <laughs> so, so tell me about tell me about ATMs and, and what it was like to to be on the front end of that. Well, it's interesting. You're in the HR space, so I got recruited by a torpedo man who was a recruiter in Dallas, Texas, former torpedo man on submarines. Uh, because he kind of knew that the persons, the people that were qualified as nuclear uh, operators on submarines had were kind of a little more deep background than than most. And this uh, landed me a job with the early innovator of the automated teller machine. And, um, and that was uh, 
that was an interesting time because uh, uh, today technology comes out and people adopt it in days. It took 30 years to get ATM usage above like 25 percent. Um, but it was, uh, you know, it was interesting uh, marketplace because uh, especially supermarkets, you would think you're thinking banks. No, supermarkets really drove a lot of ATM usage because they were um, uh, trying to eliminate the the bad check problem. They tried putting bank branches in in their in their supermarkets that didn't work very well. So ATMs were largely driven. The adoption was driven by um, you know retail. Uh, banks wanted it because they wanted to reduce teller costs, but retail really drove it. And I remember a time I was working with a large supermarket chain in Florida. Uh, you can guess who it is. And um, they were they were the early innovators, and banks thought they had this ATM thing sewed up. Well, um, these all of a sudden when this retailer got in the banking space, uh, all the banks figured out how to work together and, and exchange transactions. <laughs> And formed a group, and now and and then, of course, most of the transactions that originated is being processed by that group of banks started at the grocery store automated teller machines. So, really interesting technology. Really, he actually the the gentleman uh, I worked for actually owned a patent on a magnetic stripes uh, card, which was you know, a big deal. Now right. we got chips. Um, so I learned a lot about innovation and how you um, introduce a product and how you, uh, you know, get the public to accept the technology. Interesting. And so now, EnableSoft. And EnableSoft is a pioneer in robotic process automation. What the hell does that mean, and what do you do? <laughs> well, you know, we didn't know what it was for a long time till somebody named it. Uh, we were just trying to help. We were just trying to help uh, solve a business problem, and the business problem was uh, that I was I had been in banking software sales, and I was running uh, around the country working with a banker who was trying to help banks move data from acquired savings and loans in the 90s, and um, they were all. Uh, made available on the market through the Resolution Trust Corporation, a very short window, and, and they were being the savings and loans were being bought up, and the data have to had to be moved over, and there was no way for the vendors to move it that fast. So people were actually sitting in boardrooms in banks on banks of computers, keying in names and addresses and account information. Uh, into the user interface of the system of record or core systems. Uh, th thought that was a very uh, error-prone and gruesome process and started figuring out ways to use the technical and business tools I had to automate that and came up with a, a product called Foxtrot that enabled a non-IT person, non-programmer, to be able to take structured data uh, from a file or a spreadsheet and teach a software product called Foxtrot how to enter that into the system like a human would. And so that was that was 24 years ago almost. 
that was kind of the birth of what is now called robotic process automation, which is which is the driver for autom intelligent automation and uh, into the into the marketplace. Mostly driven by, um, you know, we, we we kind of literally taught the banking market how to do this and how to increase efficiency. I've got customers that have tripled their size, holding their their staff constant in, in, in their operations department due to this technology. Um, but it's being driven worldwide by, by the um, uh, eliminating of offshoring of data processes. People don't want their data leaving the building, let alone the country anymore. Labor costs worldwide are going up. So uh, that's what's driving the worldwide ado adoption of robotic process automation. That's interesting. So Foxtrot, let me see if I, if I got this right. Correct me. Foxtrot is a tool that allows you to map data from one source into its proper place in another source and then allows you to describe conditions in which you would do it differently. Is that roughly it? it it's it's 80% there, John. So the other piece of it is is that uh, Foxtrot and, and uh, any RPA solution actually does that through the user interface or presentation layer of a of another app software application. So rather than having some programmer write a file or having to have an uh, application programming interface, which are often fragile and not supported very well. You, you through the system of record through the screens you would interact with as if you were a human. This technology moves data in and out of systems, and the great thing about that is not only do you not have to have the vendor's permission or uh, an interface, uh, all the data validations that would be required if you're entering data, man data manually, uh, the audit trails are in place, and um, it is a you know, a safe, accountable way to do business, and there's a lot of that, there's been a lot of that going on under the covers in in you know things like these um, account aggregation pro, uh, products you you might have used in your personal financial uh, management. That's all kind of going on behind the covers. Uh, our technology is the first one that actually enables you the average Joe or um, Jolina, who's in a in a business where there's there's a lot of data moving around in the back room, a lot of manual processes like invoicing and billing and credentialing, to take these pro take these processes and automate them themselves without having to have uh, you know a lot of IT experience or um, a lot of layers of permissions to do it. If you have if you have credentials to access the system and you have the data and you have our product, you can automate the processes yourself. So I think what you're saying is that that in in a in a wonderful theoretical world you would have file based access to all data, but that's not always the case. Sometimes all you can get is what you can see on a screen, and and so. Your tool, Foxtrot, allows you to take either files or what you see on a screen and import the data either way. Is that is that right? Right. You could you could harvest it off of a screen if you have the credentials to pull it up. 
Like, say, if a bank was updating interest rates from the Wall Street Journal website, they could go capture that information. Or if you're, you know, moving data or you're updating tax records on a county website and you have the data and it needs to be updated, you can script that into the website. Uh, again, any system of record, whether it be a web-based or a Windows application or even uh, old green screen legacy, can be automated with um, RRPA. That, that's interesting. So what you end up with is a tool that gives you a central comprehensive data source um, with workflow wrapped around it. And that sits on yeah. top of everything mm -hmm. else that's in the system. Is that right? It, it is. That's a very good a description. I, I think I'm going to apply for a job as your straight man. Yeah, um, yeah hey, good. We need one of those. <laughs> so, so do you use machine learning or some? You know, there's a bunch of stuff that gets characterized as um, artificial intelligence. That's really sort of the subset technology: machine learning, natural language processing, and all that. Do you use any of that? Yeah. There's a lot of talk about uh, this, this cognitive machine learning, artificial intelligence. I will, I will tell you that uh, um, even the the large accounting firms, as they do their presentations on what they're automating, 85 to 90 percent of what's really being done in the in the marketplace today is is robotics. Uh, software automation of manual processes. When you get into the cognitive, uh, and where, where you know machine actually starts to you know make inferences and put things together, uh, that's coming. But we're a long way away from that being really effective. Um, things like natural language processing, where a, a, a software robot would read an email that's unstructured and figure out what it what it needs to do. I you know I believe that day is coming, it, but we've got a lot of do, work to do uh, because it takes a lot of data, a lot of test cases before you can really uh, marshal that kind of process to production, and then. You're, there's typically always going to be a human in the loop, and uh, especially as I, if you take the case where, like, a, a financial institution is going to use a robot to decide whether a loan is made. Um, regulated industries like that, the regulators are not going to accept. Well, my black box that has artificial intelligence made that decision. No, you're going to have to document why you made that decision and prove it. So uh, it's going to be a blend of humans and technology. Uh, we are we are doing some research and development in the cognitive and machine learning area, but um, we, there is so much uh, green space out there for automation and to actually boost um, uh, the bottom line and, and and make companies more valuable and able to hire more people and uh, do more HR that. Um, it, that is not the priority this time. The priority right now is is helping to the, the public to understand what can be done and how to use uh, robotic automation in software at this time. Well, that's really interesting. You know, you know, my my audience here are are largely interested in HR and HR technology, and they're not really. Mm, there's not really 
really much of an observable presence of companies who do robotic process automation in the space. It's as if we jumped straight ahead into trying to apply machine learning to everything and miss the basic um, automation processes that are out there. And it's a it's a rich environment. It's you know it's it's a it's not it's not the volume of financial transactions, but it's it's a pretty high volume of of data flow inside of these systems. That if you captured all the data, you could you could make a huge difference. I, I'm I'm sort of surprised talking to you that we haven't seen more of this inside of HR Tech. Yeah, we we have had some customers that have been doing some you know um, onboarding and setting up credentials for their systems, uh, uh, credentialing in healthcare, for example, as well. Um, there's a lot, you know, it's just a lot of manual processes, a lot of data. But here's the key: data is really valuable, and as you just made the inference to. So, but it's only valuable if you if you have the tools to analyze. And marshal it, right? So, um, if and and uh, this is kind of where you kind of get to the the artificial intelligence, cognitive machine learning thing. If you if you've got data that's valuable at the moment because you've collected a bunch of data and you've been able to store it, if you got to wait three to six months for IT to run a project to develop something, it's too late. That data is not valuable anymore. That's why RPA is the foundation on which our machine learning, artificial intelligence is going to help drive efficiency because it enables, uh, through RPA, you can react at the moment. And we feel like our company is the leader in the first time to first value. So um, the knowledge worker, the subject matter expert that's analyzed this data and now needs to marshal it to affect a business process, let's take, for example, um, Let's stick to HR. Let's say you you're you, you're putting a program together to market for certain types of candidates, and you've stored up some data on what the profiles for that t- typical candidate is and what's important to them, and you're putting together a marketing campaign. Now you've got that data. Well, if you got to wait for you know IT to give you that information in a the way you need it three weeks from now, uh, that's too late, right? Those candidates already been hired by somebody else. If you can take that data and run a robotic process that goes and gets the information you need, the candidates that fit the profile, run a query, and then move that into your marketing automation system at quasi real time, then now you're really using the technology to act smarter and to get better results. Got it. So, so part of what you're suggesting is that <coughs> one way of preparing to have um, um, aggressively solid AI and machine learning in your organization is to start with RPA and make sure that the data is all available real time so that you can process it when you have it rather than having to wait, right? So it's, it's like right. the first step yeah. in the process is to get all of the data aggregated and moving in real time. Yeah, get build a culture of intelligent automation using tools that are reliable, that follow business rule processes with structured data. And then uh, as this technology becomes available, then, uh, you, you know, you're, you're, 
your human uh, resources will be able to better determine what can really be uh, um, you, where the fits are for whatever autom you know AI or machine learning uh, would be, rather than just throwing, you know, um, trying to analyze how you're going to be artificially intelligent and apply that technology. Once you've got a platform of automating intelligently, uh, then humans will help you make better tech uses of whatever technology that is, that, it, that is using artificial intelligence down the road. Got it. Got it. Um, so, so this is a really tough time to find development talent, and and it's sexier to say AI than it is to say data aggregation. Um, uh, how do you compete for talent? Well, we we probably say AI. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to be the straight guy. Uh, we use recruiters. Uh, we find that recruiters are are uh, the best use of our resources to find people. And um, you know, being very um, selective about somebody that fits our culture and our values. And then, um, you know, um, our team is very, our development team especially, is very uh, satisfied with their work because it's, it's, it's interesting, it's fun, there's, there is, uh, there's a lot of affirmation that we're doing a lot of good, we're helping people, uh, you know, not have to be locked at a pizza party all weekend at their business because there's a data project. They can automate stuff and get home and go to their kids' ball games. And so that whole culture of automation and 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 making a difference once people uh once a candidate sees that we usually don't have any trouble uh closing the deal with them fantastic are, are there ethical issues in, in rpa yeah um well most uh most media is going to talk about well uh and now this is a question I'm, i've been asked is so you're uh you're eliminating um, jobs. I think I think that argument might be over now with a four percent GDP growth and um, uh, you know human. Um, I think the, uh, the the labor participation rate at sixty three percent now. Uh, automation and growth of comp helps companies grow. As companies grow. Uh, they use more human resources. There's more jobs. There's more opportunities. Um, I would say that um, uh, we want to build technology that that is also uh, not easily used by uh, uh, people that would or forces that would use it for evil. Um, we've tried to control that through our, our licensing as as much as possible and knowing our customers and. Making sure that our technology is has integrity in it, in the way it operates with systems and does as is any any product out there that it it over delivers uh, on what we told you it would do. So those would so, be how I characterize the, the issues. Fantastic. Uh, uh, what makes EnableSoft different from everybody else? We've had a singular focus since the beginning to um, enable people with technology to be heroes in their organizations and heroes at home because they're they're not working all the time when a the data emergency comes up. 
such as a data breach in a bank or another business, they can recover from those quickly. And so we've been singularly focused on enabling this, the subject matter expert or the knowledge worker to apply this technology. Um, I think uh, in a, other RPA solutions, you're going to find it more IT focused. We're about being the leader, worldwide leader in time to first value, which enables the, the, the people to take the technology and apply it themselves without having to have, you know, move IT mountains to make things happen. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, so it's been a great conversation. I wonder if you would mind taking a couple of minutes to reintroduce yourself, tell us name, rank, serial number, and most importantly, how somebody might get in touch with you. Well, Richard Milam, CEO of EnableSoft, and our website is E-N-A-B-L-E-S-O-F-T, EnableSoft.com. My email is rmilam.com. M-I-L-A-M at EnableSoft.com. And my direct phone line is 407-233-2616, 407-233-2616. Happy to, to chat with anybody that's interested in learning more and uh, how we could help them or how they could uh, move the needle in their organization with uh, robotic process automation. Well, thanks so much for taking the time for, to do this, Richard. It's been a great conversation. I really appreciate it. And... Thanks, everybody, for listening in. You've been listening to HR Examiner Executive Conversations. We've been talking with Richard Milam, who is the CEO and founder of EnableSoft, a pioneer in robotic process automation technology. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye now.